just like in the northeast region. Ephesians, Ephesians, the second chapter. I want to be reading four portions of scripture today in this afternoon's sermon. And preachers stumble over saying this morning or tonight. Very infrequently do they say this afternoon. So it's difficult to say that. Uh, but I will be giving you four portions of scripture. And there will be, there won't be just one verse we're going to read at length here. Second, excuse me, Ephesians 2, beginning in verse 5. People say, say amen when you got it. And if you sit next to me, I will say amen when you got it. Uh, it says, even when we were dead in sins, have quickened us together with Christ. For by grace are you saved, right? You've got to stay in your grace level. And have raised us up together. And made us to sit together in what kind of places? Heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith. And you know when a Jew repeated something twice, it was very, very urgent. So he says it again. For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Second Samuel chapter 7. Second Samuel chapter 7. Beginning in verse 7. It is the gift of God. We're made to sit in heavenly what? The key word is places. Sit to, made to sit in heavenly places. Second Samuel verse, chapter 7 verse 7 says, In all the what? <clears throat> places. There's that word. I'm not going to zero in on that one. But there's that word again. In all the places wherein I have walked with all the children of Israel, spake I a word with any of the tribes of Israel, whom I commanded to feed my people Israel. Saying, why build ye, why build ye not an house of cedar? Now therefore, so shalt thou say unto my servant David. Thus say the Lord of hosts, I took you from St. Quentin, hallelujah. From the streets, or from the sheep, excuse me. Or from asleep, one of the three. Okay. To be ruler over my people, over Israel. And I was with thee wherever thou went. And have cut off all your enemies out of your sight. And have made thee a what? Great name, like unto the name of the great men that are in the earth. Father, I pray, utilize this portion of scripture, in this next half hour, for the furtherance of your gospel, the edification of your body, and the salvation of many souls throughout the world. We bless you and praise you in Jesus' name. And everyone together said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Let me say it in Spanish, because I like to say it in Spanish. Ustedes pueden tomar sus asientos, yo voy a tomar el agua. Hallelujah. Praise God. I better put it over here. It's not safe in that pulpit. Uh, I'm going to be speaking here today, and I think it's going to piggyback on what Ed had to say, what God has given me here for this afternoon, on leadership. And I pray that many of you would aspire to be in leadership, and if you wouldn't, that you would back up leaders that, that are above you. But the title of my sermon is, now, when we were kids, a few years ago, we'd be hanging out, either in school, the streets, <laughs> I know what crowd I'm speaking to, the streets, 
Not a lot of us went to school. And they'd say, there's going to be a party down at so-and-so's house. And we'd say, oh, I heard about it. Are you going to be there? And there was a saying we would say, oh, yeah. I don't know if any of you can remember that. With bells on. Uh, oh, yeah, I'll be there. With bells on. Uh, in other words, I'm going to make some noise when I get there. Uh, they're going to hear me coming when I get there. I'm going to walk in late. Ah, ding, ding, ling. Ah, back in the hippie days, it really had bell bottoms with bells on them sometimes, you know. Ah, to make some noise. But the title of my sermon is Without Bells On, comma, Silent Night. K-N-I-G-H-T-S. Without bells on. Silent nights. The nights of the round table. Them kind of nights. Because I really believe in our ministry, from my perspective, from things that I have seen within our ministry, and this is mostly a sermon from my heart, and I've dug scripture for it, that we, if we're going to acquire and receive all God has for us and go on to another level as God has promised us to get to that level, then we need to be humble servants. The way up is down. Humility. Silent night. A very, see, in 2 Samuel, the portion of the scripture that I read there, it's referring to speaking about King David and the things that God was going to do for him, among them being giving him a name, a great name, parallel to all the names on this planet. Now that's quite a prophecy, quite a promise, a heavy blessing, a heavy position, a heavy place to be in. But with all the great position comes great responsibilities. And one of those heavy responsibilities is the ability to cope with success. That's what I'm going to be dealing with here today. Success. It can be your worst nightmare. And you won't even know it. It can be your worst enemy. Victory on which God is going to give us, like he did David, a name parallel with all the great names on this planet. But we've got to be careful. We've got to be careful. Now, I often tell the story when I get on planes, sometimes I like to wear my Victor T-shirts. And being in the Orient, people come up to me and say, you're Victory Outreach? No, I stole the T-shirt. I'm just kidding. Uh, I mess with them. Uh, aye, aye, aye. Uh, and, and I say, well, yes. They go, they go Victory Outreach is, is, is in the Orient? I said, you better believe it. Here we come. Without bells on, silent nights. Uh, but we've got to deal with, with the fame that will come uh, and not get proud and not get puffed up. Then Ephesians, that's what Second Samuel says, and Ephesians says, we are made to sit in heavenly places. In other words, see, in other places, we had never been there before. Uh, in, in a high, exalted place, a high, exalted place. Many of us have never been there before. Like Pastor Cal, you say, the boy ain't never had it so good. We've never been in heavenly places before. We know how to, you know, hang out in, in, in low places. What's that one song that the, that the rappers say? I got, name, I got friends in low places. Uh, they know about me in hell. Aye, aye, aye. Uh, 
See, that's why Paul is very careful to tell us uh, and show us right before and right after when he mentions this, that we were nothing. He, said, he mentions this in the scriptures there in Ephesians. He says, we were Gentiles. We were not a people, that's what he said. We were not a people. Don't act like you somebody now. Ah. Oh, now all of a sudden. Ah. Gentiles. Not a people, he says. And that even now, okay, though we're in an exalted position and in exalted heavenly places, it is a gift from God. That's what I read. Not of us, lest any man should boast. You ever seen a young guy who starts lifting weights? Uh, real, real thin in the beginning, flabby. But then he starts working out. Then pretty soon, he begins to have places he never had before. Heavenly places. Uh. See, before when his arms had nothing, all of a sudden his arms and his chest and his body begins to get and acquire places that the boy never had before. Pretty soon, he's walking around all chesty. Uh, proud of his new places. Now, we can laugh, but God gave me this analogy of us. We were nothing. All of a sudden, we start reading the Bible. Like Pastor Ed brushing our teeth, reading Scripture. Ah. See, see, that is an area in Victory Outreach that we'll need to work on. Ah. As God lifts us up into the heavenly places and ministry places. Guard your heart, the Bible says, for out of it are the issues of life. Settle the issue in your heart. It's all about God. To God be the glory. Great things He has done. Let Him spread His stuff. Not us. Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. We're just going to have four portions of Scripture. This is the third. Verse 1, 2, 19 or 20, and then 33. Without bells on. Silent night. Matthew chapter 6, part of the Sermon on the Mount, great dissertation from God's Word, says, Take heed or be careful that you do not your arms before men to be seen of them or heard. It goes on to say later on. Otherwise, you have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. Therefore, when you do with your arms or offering when you give, do not sound a trumpet before, before you as the hypocrites do or the Pharisees in the synagogues and in the streets that they may have glory of who? Men. But I say unto you, they have what? Their reward. But when you do your alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Look at verses 19 and 20. Verses 19 and 20. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth or rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through, the, through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures where? In heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. Verse 33. But seek first what? And all of his righteousness and all things. How many things? All things will be added unto you. See, Christ is dealing here with a group of people 
that he really despised, and I preach about this on Sunday. God, if he despised any group at all, and we talked about it Sunday morning in our church, he despised the Pharisees because they thought they were all that. They were supposed to be out helping people, but they were trying to help themselves first instead of seeking first the kingdom of God. Uh, see, the Pharisees didn't really see fair. They didn't evaluate their lives correctly. They saw life with them on top, then everybody fiend for themselves. Then everybody fight for themselves. But we're on top. We're the king of the hill. First and foremost. They enjoyed the applause and the accolades of men. They were, my friend, you know, supposed to help out people religiously, socially, economically, materially. In all areas of life they were supposed to do it. But they didn't. See, before they'd help someone out, they'd first make them feel second class and second rate. Before doing their duties. They were very arrogant. You ever see people like that? Oh, my God. They look down on you like if, you know. Oh, let me help you, you know. First, they let you know that they're all that. They've been to, you know, USC, Pharisee. I just thought of that one. I got it, huh? And they got the degree. Then they went to, you know, uh, uh, Stanford and got their second degree. But what have I said before? When you come to Victor Albert, you're going to get your third degree. I'm going to check you out, bro. Ah. Ay, ay, ay. Ah. Bible says they like to be seen of men or, and heard of men. It goes on to say. See, in their robes, the Bible says they wore bells. So people could, people could hear them coming a mile away. And you know what the bells were really for? Because the hem of the garment of the, of the priests and the Pharisees, it stood for the promises of God. So the bells are supposed to help you think and remember, God will give us treasure out of darkness. It's God promises that if God has given you. God is going to give you a name above all names. It's God's going to plant you in other cities. It's God. It's the promises of God. They were supposed to remind them of the promises that God had given. But we ding, 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 ding. Here I come. Ah. But the Bible says in Proverbs 22, excuse me, 27 2. That we are to let other men praise us, not ourselves. He says, let other men, don't toot your own horn, let others do it for you. Proverbs 27, 2. See, the Pharisee did things heartily, but he did heartily unto men and not unto God. He had a scripture twisted. Ah. That's why Paul, I mean, excuse me, the Bible says in, uh, uh, there in the scriptures that I read in Matthew 6, 33, seek first the kingdom of God. See, the Bible says they got what they wanted. The applause of men. Did you hear me? They got what they wanted. They got what they were looking for. The applause of men. Uh, they cared little of drawing close to God. And so Jesus outrightly says, they have their reward. Uh, that was an old time saying in, in my neighborhood. Uh, they have their reward. Siaka. Come on, even if, if, even if you can't speak Spanish. They have their reward. Siaka. They have their reward. Ooh, get down. Uh, sounds Tagalog or something. Uh, sounds real third degree victory outreach. Hallelujah. You know what it meant in the neighborhood? It's over. Uh, period. That's what it means. That's what Jesus is saying here. They have the reward. Hallelujah. That's it. And no more. It's over with. The period has been taken care of. That's all they got. They got nothing else coming. Uh, see, they have the reward in the here and now and no more. With nothing to come later. With nothing to come in the hereafter. 
That's why I read that scripture. It's talking about heaven. Ah, think first of the kingdom of heaven. Think about heaven. Don't just think about the things here on earth. Ah, all they get is the immediate reward. The clapping of hands and the shouting of voices and that's it. They have the reward, then it's over. But not us as Christians. Somebody once wrote a song and said, All this and heaven do. Hallelujah. Amen. And we need to understand that. Uh, we're storing up riches in heaven, not just here on earth. And we've got to do it heavenly's way, God's way, not our own way. See, now Jesus is trying to, to warn us regarding success. That's what I want to zero in on here this afternoon. Success. The, the perils of success. And he's trying to warn us, not by telling us to try, excuse me, you know, he's, he's trying to tell us not to try because we'll probably fail. No, he's telling us just the opposite. In other words, he's not telling us, don't try this, Victor, because you're probably going to fail. No, he says, you're probably not going to fail. Ah, that's what he's saying. See, most people, if you warn them about the perils of success by telling them, that most people fail when they try to be successful in their search for success, they're not going to pay attention to you. Don't take no drugs. It's going to, yeah. Don't, don't, don't try to do it your way. Yeah, okay. Brother, brother, you know, the race of the pulpit. Boom, boom. I want to be a pastor. Boom, boom. Get your motor running. Boom, boom. Honey, give me some ties. I didn't say to pay ties. Give me some ties. Because like, I'm going to be, ooh, the next. Huh? And if you warn them about the perils of success, they say, so it won't happen to me. I can chip. Uh, I can just fix on weekends. Uh, not going to happen to me. I'll be all right. They don't pay attention. They'll go after success anyway. Uh, you try to scare them with the prophecies of failure, it's not going to work. Did you hear me what I said? You try to scare them with the prophecy of failure. Brother, it's, it's, it's going to be tough. I mean, how many people, Pastor Red got behind you and said, listen, to be a pastor is not that all what you think it is. It's not that easy. And we're like, 18 to life. Ah. Ay, ay, ay. We don't, we don't think about that stuff. We shine it on. But Christ, he warns about success by saying, if you want success, you will more than likely get it. You have and you can get your reward. You want to be a pastor? It can happen. I've seen pastors in Victory Outreach that I thought probably shouldn't have been pastors, but they were pastors. They got their reward. And pretty soon, I said, brother... Head on, bro. You want to be a pastor? Ah, ponle. See, you will get your reward. Success, notoriety, fame, fortune, riches. That can happen. That's what Jesus says. See, Christ is saying you will more than likely get your success your way. You will acquire things, positions, and places. Places. You, you, you can get those. The ambitious will probably get their heart's desire. Did you hear me? The ambitious will more than likely acquire the desires of their heart. That's what the Bible's talking about. The Bible mentions that. Uh, but, Christ is trying to tell us, check out your rewards and see if that is what you really want. 
if it's really worth it. Ah, do you really want that, that, that good reward or do you want God's best reward? That's what it's talking about here. See, the Pharisee couldn't see fair. And Jesus was trying to make him see the failure of success. The failure of success. When you think you've arrived and are somebody big, when in reality, everybody else sees that you're oozing with pride, stinking with arrogance. He said, is it worth it? Is it worth it? They should turn up the heater, huh? Oh, get hot here anyway. Anyways, they don't need the heater right now. They're, they're not for a sermon like this. Uh, see, we need to be careful with so-called success. Uh, it can be very dangerous, success. Especially to us victory type of people. Uh, see, and now all of a sudden, we're staff. Staff strutting his stuff. Ah. Well, I got two dead flies. Hallelujah. Ah. Now we're leaders. Jesus is telling us, if you want to act big and bad, ah, where you go to every event with bells on, then you have your reward here and now, and that's all. No more. That's it. If you want to do it your way. Ah. See, we hear a whole lot regarding the danger of failure. But it's very dangerous also dealing with the danger of success. The Calvary Road is lined up with men and women, and women, ruined by success, who may have been saved if only they would have had an ounce of humility in their bones. It took me two minutes to write that, but a whole lifetime to learn that. And those of you that hang around with me, you hear me say that a few times. Ah, uh, man, so many guys, they were so talented. Uh, they were so good. If they would have had just an ounce of humility in their bones, they'd still be here. Ah, uh, they'd come and they'd sit here in sermons like this and they, they'd be like, you know what gets to me is ministers that read the Bible all the time in church. Whoo, I'm going to vent right now. In church. Some of the guys sit up in the pulpit. My God, brother, the guys are getting testimonies. Ah, you're supposed to go be with God all the way and everything. Oh, but it's all about me. Why does God want all the glory? He can handle it. Not us. The way up is down. Just an ounce of humility would have saved a number of men. That's it. See, in Christian ministry, we need to be ever so careful. For the Bible says knowledge puffs up. It puffs up. makes you think you're somebody that you're not. Uh, see, the purpose of Christianity is to draw men closer to God, including the leader, including the minister. Just to be close to you. That's, that's the bottom line of Christianity. Just to be close to you. And that's, that's it. But not just, if you're going to be a worship leader, hey, you should be close to God too. Not just be up there so. Uh, see, if we get to the point where we think that we're all that because of all the success we seem to be acquiring. 
then truly we have our reward. Yes, my friend, maybe people are, that we're helping are getting closer to God, but you're not. You're helping somebody, you're a minister. People are not getting closer to God, but you're not getting closer to God. Ah, because God hates pride. He shies away from the proud. The Bible says he even resists the proud. That's why I have a sermon that I want to be preaching in our church pretty soon. I preach it to the married couple about the women. Oh, come on now. And, and I prove it very biblically. Women, if you're not going to submit to your husband, God's not going to be in your house. He splits. He's, he, he leaves. Because God hates pride. He abhors. If you're not going to be in the structure and organization, and the same thing in a church, why do you think churches don't grow? Because there's no or, or, order there. There's no structure there. Everybody wants to be the chief. God leaves churches like that. No, we want God just to be close to you. We need God. So we've got to stay under the order. Arrogance, my God. That's the way the Pharisees were. Uh, God hates pride. Christian leaders are called to serve people, not the other way around. Uh, not to use people to serve their own purposes, uh, where they're only serving in order to look good and get ahead. Uh, I've told you the story before. My church has heard it, but some of you haven't, about the preacher who got up behind the pulpit one day and he preached up a, a powerful sermon. Got down. Ooh, there was a line for the tape. Then at the end of the sermon, there was a little old lady that used to be, gone to be, be was a part of his congregation for a number of years. She never really talked to him or approached him. That day, she came up to him. And she said, Pastor, I've been a part of your church for many years. And I've never heard a sermon like this. Powerful. In all my life, I've never heard a sermon such as this. Man, it was great. Deep, powerful. And I salute you, Pastor. And you know what, Pastor? I've never told you this, but I'm going to tell you to you now. I think you're one of the greatest preachers in all the world. The man, he was driving home on a ceiling that day. Driving and had his kids in the back of the ride, and he didn't care. He'd been patted on the back by a lady that wouldn't give away, you know, acolytes to just anybody. Driving home. She's his wife. Pastor's always with this. How'd I do today, honey? Hallelujah. Get used to that, Danny. How'd I do today, honey? Hallelujah. Uh, and he was, you know, then he looks and he says, well, how did I do today? Oh, it was good. Good. Wife tells him. Then he's driving and he goes, you know, I wonder how many great preachers there are on this planet. And then she looks at him like good wives do. And she says, well, I really couldn't tell you that, but I know that there's one less than you think. Ay, 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 canta y no llores. Ah. There's a scripture in the Bible that says, remember Lot's wife, right? You read that? But today or t this afternoon I would tell you, remember Lot. Remember Lot. It says, remember Lot's wife in Hebrews, but no, today I'm going to say, remember Lot. Because Lot thought. I have a sermon called Lot thought. The grass is always greener on this side. No, no, no. The grass is always greener where? Or you water it. But Lot thought the grass was greener in the valley. Uh, he, he took his first choice with Abraham. He thought he would be more successful there. He thought he, that success. He thought, he, man, if I take this where the, green is, the grass is green, I can be very successful there. My, my, my cattle will have all the stuff. My, my, my servants and everybody will be taken care of. Lot thought. So he picked that place. That place. And he got his reward. Sodom and Gomorrah. Ooh. Lot, Lot. Ah. 
See, Abraham, he took the more hill country. But Abraham today is known as the father of faith. And Lot is hardly ever thought of. Really? Lot thought. Father Lot had many lots. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know what I was saying. You know, the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Green lots. Uh, see, the Bible says, whatever you do, do it hardly unto the Lord, not in the man. Do it purposely and listen to this word silently. Don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Uh, be the phantom. When you give, who, who was that master? The phantom. Ah. You know, we're, we're currently going through a building process of acquiring our men's home and our church. And we're coming against some heavy opposition from the, the county, sort of, sort of. We feel it. You know, and the supervisors are, are like, who's Victory Outrage? And we have five board of supervisors. And some of them are saying, ah, Victory Outrage. See, because they're afraid of us because they don't know us. They don't know who we are. They're saying, Victory Outrage, who's Victory Outrage? So they're all intimidated, like, hey, it's our program. Our county programs are doing the job. Now, they, they're not doing the job. We're doing the Listen, we're one of the best programs, this side of the Pecos and that side of the Pecos. Anyway, you slice it. It's all right. Now, the supervisors might not know us, but you go in to the ghettos of this planet. You go into the county jails. You go into the prisons, my friend. You go out to the streets. You ask about us. They'll tell you who we are. They'll tell you who we are. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Our missionaries are going to Manila with their own money. The county coughed up New Natuna. The county don't care about the dopey that much. They want to get reelected. All that stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, see, it's all about down here. Doing the work where the work's needed. Uh, silent nights. Yeah, they might not know about us. But they know about us where it's needed. Uh, are you with me? See, Jesus goes on to tell us to beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. Because he's trying to tell us you have to be the leaven from heaven. Don't be like the leaven of the Pharisees, he tells us. Be the leaven of heaven. Do it silently. Gradually. Like Pastor Edward was saying about Victor Rich. We're the leaven of heaven. Leaven, it gets into a lump and it gradually grows. Little by little. That's the way it's supposed to be done. We go to our neighborhoods, and neighborhoods begin better and better. A lot of new cars running around the neighborhood, belonging to Victory Outreach Christian. Ah, additions onto the houses, little by little. Ah, see, we're, we're a silent ministry. Ah, little by little. That's what I'm saying. Be a silent night. Christian leaders are not called to win people's applause. We're called to win souls. That's what we're called to. Not, not the applause of people. A true, genuine Christian leader lets God give the increase. Uh, and let God, and he lets God be the judge. So important. See, it's all so easy to get deluded with power. Listen to me. Don't fall asleep on me just because it's hot here. It's so easy to become deluded with power. Some of you might start good. You'll like, or you'll start humble, you'll start, but the Bible says to the Galatians, Oh, foolish Galatians. Oh, foolish victory outreachings. You started good. Who deceived you? You look good, man. You were in the home. You came up the ranks. You did this, that, and you were like that. You were doing great. Then all of a sudden, bang. Brother, sister, you were doing great. Now all of a sudden. 
them the permanent restraining order. I take care of toilet. To let or not to let? That is the question. All right, all right, you can come into my toilet. I'll let you. I'll let you. So you can begin correctly, but all of a sudden the leaven of the Pharisees, instead of the leaven of heaven, has gotten inside of you. Little, little things. The leaven, little things. Guard your heart. Brought it out of the issues of life. All of a sudden, boom, it'll show. Whether you look good, what happens? Uh, see, evidently, your own ambition and self-interest and popularity can get to you. Your own ambition, popularity. Uh, your own ambition. I've seen this happen a number of times. Uh, these up-and-coming leaders scare me. Not myself personally, but to where they can lead a ministry like ours. Did you hear what I said? Uh, so many, I've seen so many up-and-coming up leaders. A lot of them scare me. Not personally. I can take it. My God. But they scare me as if they get some power and some, some influence, they can lead us the wrong direction. But in the outreach, uh, beware of the tares. Remember the tares in the wheat? They look good, like a leader should. And all of a sudden, they're counterfeit leaders. That's really what it, what it all amounts to. They look like the wheat. They look like leaders, but their God is their ego. They have ego waffles for breakfast. Just to be close to you, hallelujah. Ah. Now one final note of warning that I'm going to close. To the leaders and aspiring leaders of the pastor. One last note. And I've seen this before. And I've said it before. Everybody wants a title. But not everybody likes the title fight. I've been leading all this up to right now. I've been going like this. Now we're going to come right here. All right? This is something God showed me many years ago. My wife was there with me when God showed this to me. And I presented this to Pastor Sonny many, many years ago. Uh, can you drink from the cup that Pastor Sonny drinks from, that Pastor Ed drinks from, that Pastor Ray drinks from, that Pastor Danny drinks from? Can you drink of that cup? Uh, it's not all about the limelight, but about the lamblight. And we need to understand that. But you need to be careful, because in ministry, you do get what you uh, aspire for. And in ministry, you operate in the realm of the glory of God. Did you hear me? Stay with me. Five more minutes. You operate within the realm of God's glory in ministry. And how much glory does God want? All of it. But some of us jump right into the glory and the circle of God, and we dig it. It is good for us to be up here. Ah, you like it. Ah. We had a guy the other day came to our church, and he saw the rappers, and he just went up there. He liked you know, That happens. You get like that. Not here. And God, God could probably use them. God's got his hand on them, but he probably, that's the aspiration God is putting on them. But we get like, good for us to be here. Ah. Did you see the way that people clap their hands when I gave You know what? I could have said more. I lived this out and that out and this out and that out. And God even moved like that. Woo, I can imagine when I put it all in. Ah, brother. Ah. When I prayed for the sick, they all got healed. See, here's the key. Here's the key. The key is 
when you operate in the realm of the glory of God, leave it all there. Don't take any with you. When you come up here, leave it here. When you go back down and sit where you leave it, all the glory there. Don't bring none with you like Achan did with the money. He wanted some. Uh, I will come over here and over here. Uh, leave it here. Ministers operate in the realm of the glory of God. Don't take none with you. Take it all out. Make sure you leave it all here and go back to being a peon. Hallelujah. Uh. Here we go. Here we go. Four more minutes. Four more minutes. We're going to deal here with the life of David. Remember when he, David, how he killed a bear? Then he killed a lion? Gradually, he, he grew in the size of the battles. Then came Goliath. But do you know what the biggest battle came in, in his life? It came a little bit later. Uh, when he hung out with King, Day, with King Saul. When he hung out with the pastor. That was the biggest battle. First, he, he dealt with the bear when he was 16. The lion, 18. Then he, then he dealt with Goliath. But the biggest battle was spirit. When he hung out with, with King Saul. Spirits that followed the king. David had to deal with them. But these were bigger battles than even the bear, the lion, and Goliath. They wrote a song about him. Saul has slain his thousands. But ooh, Davy, Davy. He slain ten thousand a thousand years ago. Whoa, 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 whoa. Those are some heavy battles. The spirits that follow pastors and kings and people of prominence. Ah, my God, you got to be careful. Yeah, you bad, Davy D. Ah, you got it down. If you want to hang with pastors, you need to learn to fight and handle the spirits that follow them. Personally, myself, I believe that's the biggest battle that a leader will have to fight. Ah, hanging out with pastors. I remember when I was in the world, I started dealing dope. Uh, and I'd hang around at Ebel Park. Uh, I'd be there. I mean, I'd be sitting there about every other minute. Stevie, Stevie. Stevie, Stevie. David came in playing, so I'm just kidding. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, but, but it gets good to you. Stevie, 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 Stevie. Ah. Man. It gets to your head. Ah. But I got my reward. Everybody knew my name. Go to the law. Hallelujah. You get your reward. See, I've seen a number of men and women uh, hanging with Sonny Sr., banging with Sonny Jr. Uh, but where are they today? Where are they today? They couldn't handle the spirit. That's why you got to pray for PK. They ain't got no choice. They got to hang with Pastor. <laughs> I, I know what I'm saying right now. 
They gotta pray for your PK. Because the spirits are in those houses. Man, I, I, I've seen it happen to my kids so much. Go, I'll, I'll babysit your kids. Uh, here's an ice cream. What is your mother like? How come your mother does this? How come your father does it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My kids like ice cream. <laughs> They're going to eat it. Then <laughs> uh, also, not only do the people that hang around pastors got to deal with those spirits, pastors got to deal with those spirits. Uh, they got to learn to handle them. Uh, they follow them daily. The life of all lives, the life of Christ, taught us how to handle spirits, how to be a genuine Christian leader that God wants us to be. How can you spot a real leader? Sacrifice and humility. Sacrifice and ability. Sacrifice and nobility. Sacrifice and credibility. Sacrifice and empathy. Jesus handled the temptation of pride, the temptation of praise, the temptation of popularity. He handled it like nothing. He guarded his heart. He dealt with it. Uh, see, my friend, stay in your grace level. Refuse to go beyond it. They asked Billy Graham, why don't you run for president? And many of you know the answer. He said, God forbid that I should lower myself to become the president of the United States. Now, he wasn't talking about being a great evangelist. He was talking about being a, a Christian. He knew, I can't get out of my grace level. If I do, man, I'll mess with the glory of God. I got to stay here. Stay in your grace level, leaders. Uh, and with that in mind, Christ looked at himself. Versus the Pharisees. And he says, they have their reward. Listen to me. I hope you understand what I'm saying now. Here's what he was saying. He said that like a mountain climber that had sacrificed. Who had climbed the highest mountain. He'd gotten there. He'd accomplished. He'd, he'd reached his goal. To be the real genuine leader he was supposed to be. To go to the cross. And as the mountain climber looks down and he sees people there in their cabins. Warmed by the fire. But that, they went for the fried ice cream with wood on it. You probably don't understand what I'm saying there, but I don't want to lose you. In other words, they went for the fire. They had their reward. They didn't want to sacrifice. They didn't want to pay the price to be the real leader. A real leader. We're talking about real leaders, not wannabes. But they're going to get to the top. God will make sure of that. They'll get there. Oh, there's a lot of us over here. You have your reward. Settling for the superficial. The little fire. Uh, no. When John Wesley died, he left behind a worn out Pope. A worn out Bible. Few books. A worn out horse. Giddy up and got up and left. Some worn out shoes. A few books. Sixty dollars. Thirty pounds. And one other thing. A whole denomination. A whole method denomination. Willing to pay the price. I believe what Pastor Ed said. We weren't ready for a lot of 
back then because we were not ready for success. But once we settled the issue regarding humility and real genuine leadership, the sky's the limit. Then God will give you the That's the thing. I want every head back. Without bells on. Silent night. I believe with all of my heart God is preparing this region as I have just spoken. Pastor Ed came and spoke a powerful message on forecasting. Being a forecaster. If you're going to be a forecaster, do it silently. Do it as unto the Lord, not unto man. Just let God use you and then give God the glory. Don't try to be all that because you might not be here next year. Five years down the road. Then you have your reward. And nothing more. Leaders forecast into the future. Under the heavens. Beyond their death. Beyond their grave. They make decisions from the grave that way. Under heaven. Not just from the grave this way. That's a real forecast. Plan and strategize for when they're gone. Every head is bowed in the miracle of the Spirit of God will lead in ministry. I want to pray for those of you. That's it, just you. This shouldn't be a big altar call, probably. But I want to pray for those of you that have problems with pride. The altar is open. That's it. I'll say it again, because I'm not going to be that proud. I want to pray for those of you that have a problem with pride. Let nothing be done to strive for vain glory. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Look not every man on his own things, but every man into the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, was made in the likeness of men, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God has also highly exalted him, giving him a name just above every name King David Pastor Sonny Victory Outreach Davidic Anointing the way up is down I humble myself here in your presence humble myself at your feet we're going to sing it, then we're going to pray. We're going to sing it through once, and we're going to pray. I humble myself here in your presence. I humble myself at your feet. I humble myself at this altar. Let's stand and sing it, the rest of us. Church. I 
individually for every individual that is here humbling themselves at this altar knowing that the way up is down we're called to serve others knowing that as we serve others we're serving your will following your testament, your plan for our lives being good stewards of your word, utilizing every resource we have to accomplish your will, your desire which is that none should perish but all should come to repentance. But we should be leaders that will draw people closer to you. And we will draw closer to you as well. God forbid that we would be leaders that will draw people closer to you. But I, we ourselves will not draw nigh unto you. Let us be silent nights. Men and women without bells on. Lord, that we would seek your face. Your will for our lives. Not our will, but your will be done. Lord, I pray that you raise up strong, strong leaders of the faith from this region, Lord God. Individuals that you died for, you paid a price for. With your blood-stained banner, Jesus. Raise up warriors of your word. Individuals, Lord God, that will not let their right hand know what their left hand is doing. Just do it unto you. Do it heartily. unto the Lord and not unto man genuine leaders genuine leaders that will give you the glory that will give you the glory not steal any like Achan did be very conscious of the fact Lord God that it is only because of you for your grace and your mercy that you've called us into the ministry you've called us as co-laborers co-heirs with you Jesus use us to do great exploits to have that name that you're going to give to a ministry such as ours. That we would walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you have called us. To walk worthy. To walk humble before our Lord. That is your will for our life. Let us help many, many people the way you did, sacrificially. Let us sacrifice this, I believe, will be a year of sacrifice within our region, within our churches. But sacrifice has the greatest reward. And Lord, in the year 2000 and beyond, we forecast the seed that was planted in 1999 
it will germinate and come to pass, it will come to fruition beyond 2,000 with many souls, many souls, many souls, many souls, many souls. We will be prepared to equip them and provide for them, bless them. Jesus' name. Raise up leaders, Lord God. Godly, godly leaders. In Jesus' name I pray. Use me, Lord, is what I pray. Raise your hands and voices. Sing it again. Humble might say, here in your presence, I humble myself at your feet. I humble myself at this altar. I humble myself at your feet. I humble myself at this altar. Use me, Lord, is what I pray. Use me, Lord. Use me, Lord, is what I pray. Use me, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Glory, glory, glory. Don't feel like you got to get up if you're in God's presence. But we mentioned here in the sermon that a good godly leader, his job is to draw people closer to God. We're going to sing that song before we dismiss just to be close to you. That's what a good godly leader is supposed to do. Draw people closer to God. Daily. Yearly. Weekly. Monthly. All the time. Let's sing it to the church. Just to be close to you. Just to be close to you. Just to be close to you is my desire. Just to be close to you, my Lord. Just to be close to you. Just to be close is my desire. Just to be close to you, my Lord. Just to be close to you. Just to be close to you is my desire. Another day, another day has passed. We want your presence here. The time has come at last for us to draw near and sing. We want you, Lord. We want to pray. Praise your name. To magnify the Lord of hosts and request one.
Josie will remember this. She would visit the men's home sometimes when I was there. We didn't have a round table, but we had a long table. Like this, you know those tables? Where we would eat uh, nights. The long table. And many of you that have been with me a while, you know what I'm about to say probably. But there was one scripture right over the table. Many men have come and gone. There's a few still left that that were there that used to eat with us, still serving God. But many went, went to there. But I was there for two and a half years. I had to eat out of that table every day, sometimes five times a day. Uh, there was one scripture that was there all the time, staring me in the face every time. Now, in hindsight, I look back and say, wow, that was scripture. Whatever you do, do it heartily. Under the Lord, not in a man. 
I just got in here. Got in here. I guess the sermon too was like coming from 25 years almost of whatever you do. Been in here. Do it under the Lord. Silent nights. Hallelujah. Pastor Jose is going to come and uh, he's going to do some prayer. Also, I believe he's going to take care of a little bit of business here. Give me a hand. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. All right. Jesus, Jesus said that upon this rock, he was going to build his church and that the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Amen. And, and we're going to go on and we're going to do what God called us to do. Amen. Because this is the church that God is building today. Amen. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Amen. It's not going to prevail against it. We're going to continue going forward. Amen. Glory to God. We're going to dismiss in prayer in just a minute, amen, but we got to take care of some business. I know that Pastor Steve is living in a few days. He's going back to Manila. Take care of business again, and, 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 and if there's one thing that I know about Pastor Steve, he does everything as unto the Lord, amen. I, I know that. I, I was brought up in church. I was birthed in, in Hayward, amen, and I know those things. So right now, what I'm going to do, we want to bless him, amen, as he goes. We want to we give him some finance, and we'll give him some money, amen, and, 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 and we, don't want, we don't want to do it silently, hallelujah. We don't want no change, in other words. We don't want no nickels and dimes. We want you, we want you to pull out your best, the one that the bills that come out silently, the 20s and the 50s. I, I don't know you got some money out there, you know. If San Jose was able to pick up all kinds of $100,000 in a couple of days, I'm sure we can pick up a few hundreds of dollars here in, in the next two, three minutes, amen. So I want you to dig in there, real deep in there, amen. Last time I went to Manila, I had the privilege of being uh, there in Manila with Pastor Steve and other people there, other pastors. And I'll tell you one thing, at the last minute, I think it was the last day that, that, that we we're going to come back, it was the last day we were there, and Pastor Steve had some money, you know, Manila money, whatever it was, I forgot what it was, was it pesos? Yeah, pesos, right, and we went to a store, and we were in, the, in, the, in that uh, grocery store, and Pastor Steve had some pesos, and he had to take care of the men's home, hallelujah, and he went all over the place, and I'm like, Pastor, it's time to go, he had a, a big old car, you know, those shopping carts and he's putting all kinds of stuff and soap and, and putting sandals for the guys and all the different things so i know that as you put the money in here as we contribute today this is even going to reach the men's home there in manila i know it i know it for a fact i know it for a fact so i want you to I want you to write a check you don't have any cash you don't have 20s you don't have 50s write a check it's all right write it to to victory Outreach or pastor steve amen and 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 and, and, and we want to bless him amen glory to god so i want you to do the best for the best today. I want you to just bow your heads right where you are. Father, we just thank you, Lord God, for this beautiful day that you've given us, Lord. The word, Lord God, the challenging word that you've given us, Lord. We want to be the leaders that you called us to be, Lord. We don't want to be, Lord God, anything less than that, Lord God. We just want to be the leaders, the people that you called us to be. And Father, I just pray, Lord God, that as we put our finances together, Lord God, that you will reach even the men's home there in Manila. The guys who we bless there, as we give today. Father, we just love you and we thank you, Lord God. We'll be with Pastor Ed, the region, Lord God, Pastor Sonny, Lord God, Sister Julie, the entire Victory Outreach Ministry, Lord God. And we give you praise today, Lord God. Help us to contribute to the vision silently, Lord. Silently for your honor and for your glory. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. We all together say amen and amen. We're going to sing an happy song. Let's sing an happy song. And as we sing this happy song, amen, you begin to clap. First of all, reach down in your pocket, reach out the 50, the 20, and come to the front. Glory to God. You can sing here. Save a list. Save a list. Glory to God. Hallelujah.
Saturday, you know, hallelujah, huh? Say, hey, what you, what, what you talking about? We, we're worshiping God on Saturday. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> Where are the individuals that are going to be going to Manila with myself? I want them to make their way up here very quickly. Pastor Danny, why don't you come and just do some prayer, but also pray for the, the team that's going to be...